2 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. Now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. Seed royal means all of the royal children. She was a pagan daughter of Ahab, and Ahab gave two of his daughters to be wives to the kings of Judah, and both of those kings turned to paganism. And one of those kings was Jehoram, who married Athaliah, Ahab's daughter. She's a full-blown pagan living in Judah, married to the king. Her son is now dead because Jehu killed her son. She doesn't want any of her grandchildren to rule because she herself wants to rule. She sees this as an opportunity to become queen of Judah. And she successfully is going to kill all of her grandchildren except for one that escapes. Judah will temporarily have a queen for seven years. It's the only queen who ruled in Israel kind of outright, but she did it totally against the law. She was never anointed queen or appointed to be queen. God never wanted a queen to rule over the Israelites. So Jezebel ruled by proxy because Ahab let her do things in his name, but she wasn't technically a ruler, but she was a pagan. And now her daughter, Athaliah, is exactly the same way, a pagan woman who enjoys being in charge of men. She is going to do the same thing as her mother, but even worse, because she's actually going to sit on the throne as queen. The Bible doesn't want women to be doormats and not use their gifts and not have personalities and not ever say anything. Some churches go way overboard and they actually abuse women and treat them like dogs. But the Bible is very much against women taking power over others by force and controlling and manipulating. Deborah was a judge over Israel, but it was given to her by God. And it was because there was no man at the time willing to do the job. But Deborah was willing, and so God gave it to her. But in the case of Athaliah and Jezebel, they just took over without God's permission at all. Two, but Jehoshabah, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons that were slain, even him and his nurse, and put them in the bedchamber, and they hid him from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. Joash, who's a little boy, he's the only boy who's saved from Athaliah's wrath, and his aunt saves him. His aunt is an Israelite, and she is not a pagan. Athaliah is a pagan and she is a full-blooded Israelite because her father Ahab was an Israelite, but her mother was not an Israelite. The aunt hid Joash three and he was with her hid in the house of the Lord six years, meaning she hid him in the temple, Solomon's temple. Remember that Solomon's temple included office rooms and bedrooms and supply rooms. He was hid in one of those rooms. He was hid there for six years, and Athaliah reigned over the land. Four, and in the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and fetched the captains over hundreds of the Karites and of the guard, and brought them to him into the house of the Lord, meaning into the temple. And he made a covenant with them, and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. People know that Joash is being hidden from Athaliah because one person couldn't do this alone. It's impossible. The aunt originally saved him, but she needed help of other people to continue to hide him. So Jehoiada is one of the men who's helping hide Joash. 
And Joash is now older. He's probably a teenager at this point. And Jehoiada has decided it's time for Joash to take the throne. So he's getting together a band of men who will help him overthrow Athaliah. Now remember, we're reading about the kingdom of Judah right now. We're not reading about Israel anymore. Notice how the story always focuses on where the wickedness is going on and how God uses those who follow him to combat wickedness. Because for a long time, we were focused on the kingdom of Israel and Elijah and Elisha were used to combat wickedness in Israel. Now it switched over to the kingdom of Judah because Athaliah took it over by force and she's a pagan and a murderess. Now it's focused on people who love the Lord fighting Athaliah. 5. And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that ye shall do, a third part of you that come in on the Sabbath and that keep the watch of the king's house. 6. Now another third part was at the gate, sir, and another third part at the gate behind the guard, shall keep the watch of the house and be a barrier. He's setting up an ambush, and he's calling it a barrier. One third of these men will be watching the palace. Another third will be at the gate, sir, which I assume is one of the gates of the temple, because there's 12 gates that lead to the temple. Another third is at the gate behind the guard. These are pivotal locations where they need to be in order to bring Athalia down. 7. And the other two parts of you, even all that go forth on the Sabbath, shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord about the king. He's calling Joash the king because Joash should be the king and he's going to be the king. He's having some of these men keep a watch on Joash to make sure that nobody comes to get him or kill him while they're attacking Athaliah. 8. And ye shall compass the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hand, and he that cometh within the ranks, let him be slain, and be ye with the king when he goeth out, and when he cometh in. A certain number of soldiers are going to circle the boy Joash, who's probably a teenager, and they're going to circle him with weapons, and anybody who tries to break through to get to the boy, they're going to kill that person. 9. And the captains over hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. Jehoiada, he's actually a priest in the temple who's organizing this. They're trying to establish the rightful person on the throne. And they took every man his men, those that were to come in on the Sabbath, with those that were to go out on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. Those going out are the ones who are supposed to be off duty on that Sabbath, and those going in are the ones who are supposed to be on duty in the temple. Doing this on the Sabbath is going to help their plan because they know where people are going to be and what people are going to be doing and when they're going to be doing it on that day. 10. And the priests delivered to the captains over hundreds the spear and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord. These are not the spears that King Rehoboam had previously stored in the palace. These are spears that King David collected in his battles from his enemies. They had been stored in the temple later on. 11. And the guard stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, from the right side to the house to the left side of the house, along by the altar and the house by the king roundabout. 12. Then he brought out the king's son, and put upon him the crown and the insignia, and they made him king, and anointed him, and they clapped their hands, and said, Long live the king. And they're not going to allow anybody to kill him. 13. And when Athaliah heard the noise of the garden of the people, she came to the people into the house of the Lord. 
She came running into the temple to see what was going on. 14. And she looked, and behold, the king stood on the platform as the manner was, meaning as you would stand him if you had just anointed him king. And the captains and the trumpets by the king and all the people of the land rejoiced and blew with trumpets. Then Athaliah rent her clothes and cried, Treason, treason. She's a hypocrite and a liar. She's the one who committed treason. She's the one who killed the rightful heirs of the throne to take over. She is guilty of treason, but she's claiming that all these other people are guilty of treason because they've now anointed Joash to be king. He should have been king six years ago, but she tears her clothing to show that she's in anguish and mourning. It's funny that she thinks people would agree with her, that they don't have a memory, but everybody knows that she killed her own grandchildren, and Joash is one of her grandchildren. She should be happy that he's on the throne, but she's very angry. 15. And Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of hundreds, the officers of the host, and said unto them, Have her forth between the ranks, and him that followeth her slay with a sword. For the priest said, Let her not be slain in the house of the Lord. It would be kind of a desecration of the temple to kill a human being there, because you're only supposed to sacrifice animals, not people. And the priest didn't want her killed in the temple. He wanted her killed outside the temple. 14. So they made way for her, and she went by the way of the horse's entry to the king's house, and there she was slain. She walked away willingly where they told her to walk, probably because it was going to prolong her life, and she was probably hoping that they'd change their mind before they reached the destination where they were going to kill her, but they did kill her. 17. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people, that they should be the Lord's people between the king also and the people. This is good of Jehoiada because he is taking spiritual command of the situation, knowing that Joash is young and he's not a priest and he doesn't know a lot about God. It's good that Jehoiada is kind of taking charge of the situation and making a covenant between the king and the people and God. 18. And all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and broke it down. His altars and his images broke they in pieces thoroughly, and slew Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars, and the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. They destroyed the Baal temple because that was where Athalia worshipped, and she had that set up for herself because she's a pagan, and she was forcing other Israelites to worship Baal, meaning sacrificing their children. That's why it didn't mean anything to her to kill all of her grandchildren, because she's used to child sacrifice. It was just a way of life for her. So they destroyed Baal's temple and they killed the priest of Bel's temple. And to desecrate Bel's altar, they killed the priest on the altar, specifically to desecrate it. 19. And he took the captains over hundreds, and the Karaites, and the guard, and all the people of the land, and they brought down the king from the house of the Lord. It's a coronation procession. And they came by the way of the gate of the guard unto the king's house, and he sat on the throne of the kings. They brought him to Solomon's old throne and sat him down. 20. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, and they slew Athaliah with a sword at the king's house. It's kind of like the witch is dead this day, and everyone is celebrating. And now they're starting over a whole new life with their rightful king of Judah. And that concludes Second Kings chapter 11.